With Azure Static Web Apps now being GA, Anthony Chu is here to join us to show us what exactly it'll take for us to deploy our Blazor applications into the cloud. Stay tuned and check it out. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of On.NET. My name is Celso Philip, and today we're going to be learning about Azure Static Web Apps from my friend Anthony Chu. Anthony, how are you doing, man? Good. How's it going? Good, good, good. So for the folks that don't know who you are, why don't you introduce yourself and let us know what do you do? Yeah, my name is Anthony Chu, and I am a program manager on Azure Static Web Apps as well as Azure Functions. Awesome. So why don't we just go ahead and get into it? What exactly are static web apps? Like, like what, is, what does that even mean? Yeah, so like uh, traditionally, especially in the .NET world, um, you know, the, like we deal with a lot of you know ASP.NET, MVC, as well as web forms. A lot of stuff happening on the server. Um, but over the years, um, the browsers have, uh, have have gotten a lot more powerful, and folks have started running lots of JavaScript in there. So you know, offloading a lot of compute to the browser. And more recently, browsers support sort of supporting WebAssembly as well. And with Blazor WebAssembly, that brings .NET to the browser. So now .NET developers are also starting to shift a lot of the processing into the browser. Um, what, that, what that means is that the, uh, the ASP.NET you know, MVC app or some other app that's running on the server are now doing two things. One is um, it's serving API, like, like basically like, you know, like the, the front end is calling some API, returning some data and, and, and whatnot. Um, and it's also returning the front end. So its, so it's job is doing, serving a lot of static assets. And um, so what that means is that you're basically, it's like you're, you're deploying an, an ASP.NET app whose job is just basically becoming a web server. So there's probably a better way to do this, um, which is to, um, to kind of split off the, the, the serving of the static content um, from the rest of your app. And that's, that's typically what, you know, what we call a static web app or you know, like some folks call it, call it in, in the JavaScript world, call it a Jamstack app. Uh, because uh, you're, 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 you now have their static content separate. So you're, you're able to really optimize for serving static content, having this content distributed around the world. So it's super close to your customers. So when your users go to your site, um, you, you'll grab, you know, whether it's a JavaScript site or a Blazor site, you'll download that super quick and start up. And then it, when it needs any data, it'll call off to an API. And with the API, you can now host it in a serverless kind of platform like Azure Functions, for example. Um, that will really kind of dynamically scale the compute as you need it. So you're, yeah, so you really just, you know, like really just be paying for your compute when you need it. And if, when you're not, then you don't pay anything. So one of the things that I've been familiar with is the concept of a SPA, right? Like a single page application. So I'm kind of wondering, well, what's the difference between a single page application, SPAs we call them, and a static web app? Because it kind of sounds like to me what you're describing is something where I have my static assets separate from some backend or some API or whatever the case is. And like you said, like I can optimize on that, you know, that static experience, whether it's through caching or CDNs or whatever the case is. But that's now a separate concern, right? Like, but how do I think about that differently than how we used to think about spas? Um, I think like you know, like um, static web apps is really just like like a probably a superset of spas, right? So like spas are typically, when you think about it, you're thinking of Angular apps, React apps, Vue apps, Blazor apps. 
Um, but there's also like a whole different world of, you know, like these things called static site generators where folks will, you know, pre-process some stuff at build time to turn out, you know, basically, you know, like create a bunch of static files to serve. Um, both of those work really well with a, like, like as a static web app. Um, and then typically, in, you know, like most of those apps requires a little bit of compute on the server and that's kind of split off into a serverless API. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. So are there any demos or anything like that for us to see? Can we kind of... Yeah, but let's talk, talk, yeah, let's talk a little bit about um, how you would host a static web app first. And oh, uh, we'll, we'll start off by just talking about if you were to just, you know, to host your static web app yourself, what, what you would need to do to kind of make that happen, right? So typically you want a place to host your static content. Um, quite often, this is some object storage, like Azure storage or something like that. Um, and you have your source somewhere. And then you might be going through like a proper CI/CD thing to actually build your app. Um, in this case, it might be a Blazor app, and then deploy that to your uh, blob storage. And then um, maybe you need uh, to, to distribute your application all over the world, so so like your customers can access it super quickly. So you typically would create some kind of a global distribution thing, maybe a, set up a CDN in front of your static content, and then your customers get your site and they're happy. And then if you need APIs, then you would have to go off and spin off some serverless kind of compute thing like Azure Functions, and then also figure out how to deploy to it, right? So there's a lot of stuff that you need to do in order to kind of set up something if you were to do this yourself. And then on top of that, there's some questions about, well, what if I need a custom domain? Do I, what, what do I have to do to get that? How do I get myself an SSL certificate? Uh, how do I set up authentication? How do I set up routings and stuff like uh, routing and stuff like that? That's typically required by um, these static um, or, or single page applications. Yeah, it just seems like there's just so much stuff that needs to happen just to, yeah. just to get this thing like deployed and not only just deployed, but deployed in a secure um, and scalable way, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm what I'm hearing from you is static web apps helps with that. So it's not just about putting my static assets up in the cloud somewhere on some storage location, you know what I mean? But it's again, like what are some of those required um, additional things that we need as developers to make sure that this app is performant, it's secure, and you know it scales well as we need it to. Yeah. So what I was showing you earlier um, like works really well. Like if you were able to, you know, if you wanted to set those up, um, it actually will, 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 will serve your static content as well as your APIs really well. But it does require a lot of work to set that up. So what static web apps um, in Azure um, sets out to do is that we want to make sure that it's like, you know, everything that you need in your toolkit. Um, is available to you and it's there out of the box. So you don't have to worry about any of that stuff I talked about earlier. You just create yourself a static web app and your and, and your and your web app just deploys to it. So um so in the static web apps toolbox, um obviously we have some way of distributing your or serving your static content and that's globally distributed. So we'll, we'll distribute your content around the world. So you don't have to worry about setting up that CDN in order to get your content close to your customers. And then we also provision behind the scenes for you a, an Azure Functions app if you have an API. And this is like not even visible to you. We're like, we're actually taking care of this for you entirely. So all you see is a static web apps resource when you're in Azure. But behind the scenes, if you want to use Azure Functions, um, we have that available to you. And then um, we're pretty opinionated about how we think this workflow should be. And then we expect your source to be in Git somewhere. So whether it's in GitHub, or it's in Azure DevOps or some other um, uh, source control provider that you might have. Um, 
So we, we kind of expect you to kind of like commit to a, like, or kind of push to a branch in order to kick off a deployment. And then we set up uh, automatically, we set up an, a GitHub action for you to actually build your both your front end app as well as your uh, Azure functions. And out of the box, we know how to build most of the popular JavaScript frameworks as well as Blazor apps. Um, so you don't, you don't actually have to configure anything. You just have to tell us, this is where my app lives and this is where, where my API lives in my repo. And then we take care of building those and deploying them to the right place. Nice. nice. Yeah. And then lastly, um, we also have like this kind of like front end or kind of proxy layer that takes care of um, your, you know, like if, if you want to set up a custom domain, um, you can really easily set that up. And then for every domain that you set up, we just give you a free SSL certificate. So you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Um, if you want to kind of have like authentication, you know, if you want to have customers log in using GitHub or uh, Twitter and stuff like that, uh, you, you can actually just, you know, without writing any code, um, just hit a couple of endpoints. Um, that static web apps provides to you, and you can just log in. Um, so, I get a, yeah. so I get a free SSL for my domain. I'm guessing we get you know Apex domain support, and again, I I get a, I don't have to think about it. Right, I can publish it to Azure and like let Azure do what it's supposed to do. And now I can just focus on deploying my application. Yeah, just focus on writing your application, and then we take care of the rest for you. Nice, I love it. I love it. Yep, and then lastly, there's um, like typically in you know static web apps or like especially um, um, single page applications, you kind of have to deal with some routes. You know, a typical thing that you need to do is like this thing called the fallback route. Um, so if you want a deep link into different parts of your application that's only accessible using client side routing, um, that your site still comes up properly. So we make routing really easy for you to set up with a config file, and you can also lock down various routes based on roles. So if your customers or if your users are logging in, um, you can say that certain people can can have access to this route, but it's not others. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah, so I already talked about all these features. Um, there's a couple more that I want to touch on. So we have a pretty good uh, local um, development experience. Currently, it's using VS Code, but we're also work working with Visual Studio as well to make this happen, mm -hmm. um, as well as a local CLI. And what the CLI um, enables you to do is to actually run the entire stack locally. So you don't have to deploy your app to see what's happening. And so then uh, using like yeah. emulators or just some type of shim that's going to act like I'm in the cloud, but I'm not really. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, this is like sort of like the architecture of the emulator itself. So it's just an executable that, that, that you, that you run locally. Um, but typically, what you, like what, what you would end up doing without like something like this emulator is that you would have to figure out a way to start up your front end app, whether it's using your, your your Blazor dev server or some static kind of file server thing. You then have to set up you have to start up your functions runtime, and both of those run on two different ports. So now your functions runtime needs to um, be configured with cores before your front end can call it, and you can't test out the authentication of the routing and all that stuff, right? So there's a lot of things happening there that you can't test out locally or can't test out easily locally. So what this emulator does is that we, you know, it'll start up and basically give you one endpoint that you can hit that will proxy to both your front end stuff as well as your back end routes. And then also it understands routing and auth as well. So you can actually, you know, fake out um, authentication. So you, so you can test it out without deploying it to the cloud. I think that's one of my, one of the things I've always wanted as I've been working with things inside of Azure is being able to do auth locally, whether it's with you know, easy authored functions or whatever the case is, like being able to simulate that locally in the offline way has been like 
a big ask for me. So I'm, I'm glad we have something similar to that, you know, for Azure Static Web Apps. Yeah. Yeah. Want to see a demo? Yeah, of, of course. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> Show me right. the code. All right. So, um, so this is a pretty basic app. Like I got to say, like I literally just, you know, spun this up in like 15 minutes last night. Um, so it's, it consists of like three different projects um, just to show how you can, you know, how you can lay out or structure your application that consists of both a server, a serverless function app in function, in Azure functions, as well as a front end app. Um, so I'll show you the front end app first. It just lives in a folder called clients and it's the very basic, um, a Blazor WebAssembly app that's got the counter and the fetch data and the um, and and just the index page, yeah. pretty simple. And then they and then also there's an an API which is your Azure Functions project. It has a single endpoint that serves back some very random um, weather information. Data. Yeah, that makes absolutely no sense, uh, but uh, it, it'll do for a demo. And then both of these projects share a uh, basically like the, the DTO, if you will. Um, for the, um, the, the the data transfer object for the weather forecast, so um, so yeah, so you're, you're able to share code from you know, with your you know from your front end with your back end uh, using a shared project. So, so the first this, thing yeah. that I want to ask you: so when you created this project right now, did you use any particular templates or anything, or did you just structure it this way, or was there like some pre-generated thing that helped you create this? Um, so I, um, so in this particular case, I, I, I created this myself. Uh, so it. I just like did .NET new Blazor Wasm for the mm -hmm. for the client app, and then I used the function CLI to scaffold my uh, my, my API app. Um, but we are actually working on some templates that will allow you to kind of just spin this all up really easily. Um, and also working with uh, Visual Studio to do this as well. So if you're a Visual Studio developer, you can do this all in there. Um, hopefully, yes. we'll, we'll be able to kind of get to that uh, in, in the next few months. Um, yeah. So, um, and also like we, we have, uh, in, in our samples or in our documentation, we also have a link to a, uh, basically like a GitHub template repo. So if you don't want to like, you know, create the three projects yourself, you can just really easily just generate a repo from that, um, from that template and you can just be up and running. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah so it's going to be great. If we have a template that'll make that easier, like just one mm -hmm. less step or a couple less steps for us to do that, that'll be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to go ahead and just like start this uh, Blazor app locally, just to you know, show how you would test this out locally. So I'm going to just go .NET watch run. Oh, I'm in the wrong. Are you in the right folder? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> First step. Uh, there we go. Um, this this happens to be a, a .NET six preview um, Blazor app. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, that that's actually has like hot reloading and stuff configured. And if I if I go to the site, it opened up in another browser somewhere, but I'll just pop open a browser here. Oh, it opened here. Okay, cool. Uh, so th this is my site. But if I go to fetch data, you can see that it's not working because my function app is not up. And even if it were, um, it wouldn't work because my code is actually trying to access it at um, slash API slash weather. Right. So, um, so how I would make this work um, is that uh, I, I can use, use that CLI I was telling you about earlier from Static Web App. So you can grab this from npm. Just go npm install. Um, if you don't like JavaScript, the only thing that you need to know is that you have to install npm and then install this thing. 
you don't have to worry about uh, about the fact that it's uh, that it's written in JavaScript. Um, it works <laughs> sure. just as well with Blazor. Uh, and to start it up, it's pretty simple. Um, we just have to say swa start. And then um, because my Blazor app is already running, I just pass it the location of my Blazor app to proxy oh. to. So let's say yeah. localhost 5000. And I also have an API app. So and, and so I have to tell it where the API lives. So that lives in it's the API. And that's it. It's going to go and start up um, both the emulator itself as well as the Azure Functions core tools that runs the um, my, my API. So I don't have to worry about starting that at all. And if I wanted to serve static assets instead of like proxying to a dev server, I can do that as well. So now my app is up. And if I now go to localhost 4280, see the app still works. Okay. But if I went to fetch data, oh, is that um, it's nice. actually working. Yeah, and then if I just refresh it, you can see that it's um, yeah, given us the the the, the very wild, uh, wildly uh, kind of like fluctuating weather um, from from the random generator. Right. So what I'm seeing now is that if I know a little bit of Blazor and I know how Azure Functions works, the workflow shouldn't be too much different from what I'm used to today, right? All I'm doing right. now is that I'm bringing them together, and then now, like you mentioned, I could use that SWA. Um, CLI tool to kind of, you know, create that like development environment for me. And I guess the only thing left for us to do is deploy the thing, right? Whenever, yeah. after, obviously, like the app is working locally. Yeah. So now that I tested on my app, um, the, the only thing left to do is deploy it. So to do this, um, I'm just going to stop my app first. Okay. Uh, I, I can use my, um, or the Azure Static Web Apps Visual Studio Code ex uh, extension. There's an extension too. Wow. Yep. yep. I so there's go an extension this right here. This recording. Yeah, you, you you should. Um, it's it's a great extension, and um, so yeah. So to deploy it, there's a you, um, there's one command that you need to use, and that's create static web app. And right now, um, I already have my code in a GitHub or in a Git repo, but it's only local. It's not deployed at all. So, um. What it's going to help me do is it's going to um, first ask me for the name of my static web app. I can mm -hmm. just call it on.net. Then it's going to ask me for the name of my GitHub repository. So it's going to help me push it to GitHub at the same time. And the next thing that I have to let it know is what kind of app it is. So like it supports a bunch of different frameworks. And these are just presets. So um, so but it's going to, based on conventions, if conventions it's going to just tell me, hey, um, like I, I think that your app uses client as my as the as the front end, um, which is true in this case. And then the output folder for um, for Blazor is in triple W root, so I have to select that, so that it knows where to take the build output and deploy it. And really, that's it. It's 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 now gone off. So like that's created. It's uh, my my uh, my static web app in Azure already. And the other thing that it did is that it actually committed this GitHub action workflow to my um, to my repo. Mm -hmm. um, so it's got some information that I kind of typed in. So client and triple W root. It also knew my API was an API. Okay. Um, so it's um, yeah. So it kind of committed that to my, to my repo. And what that does is that if I went to my GitHub and I and I look for my app. Waiting, and here it is. 
I can go look. Uh, I can go take a look at my GitHub Actions. So that that the existence of that workflow now kicks off the uh, the deployment, and this is going to actually go off and build uh, my front end app, which is my Blazor app, as well as my API. So you can see that it found the client folder as well as the API. Um, it's going to take about three minutes to build, uh, but I already have one um, pre-built. Um, earlier on so that I can kind of show you that's been completed. Yeah, that'd be great. So one question that I do have for you, what happens if I'm not in GitHub? Like what if happens if I'm on Azure DevOps or something different? Because I guess in that case, mm -hmm. the GitHub action wouldn't do me much good, right? Yeah, that, that's that's right. So for for Azure DevOps, we produce a uh, an Azure DevOps task. So, um, so yeah, so like the flow would be very much the same uh, for, okay. for, but, but for Azure DevOps, you have like an extra step of actually setting up your pipeline yourself, which sure. a lot of Azure custom, Azure DevOps customers were finding want to do that anyway, because they want really good control over what happens in, the, in their pipeline. So, yeah. so they would go to the Azure portal and actually go and create their Azure static web app. And then they would set up their pipeline and then um, use that um, Azure DevOps task for static web apps to do the deployment. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. So this is an earlier, an earlier deployment that I did, and you can see that it's completed. And at the end there, it gave me a URL. So if I click on that, it'll load my site, and it's the same there site that is. I had running locally. Nice. There it is. Yep. Awesome. And when I hit the API, there it is. It's working. Great. So yeah. So that's how easy it is to kind of go from local, um, kind of test out your site locally, and then get it deployed to the cloud. Awesome. Anthony, this has been great. And like we mentioned, Azure um, Static Web Apps just went GA, well, just a couple of days before this recording. I don't know when you're going to see this video, <laughs> but now it's <laughs> GA. Definitely go ahead and check it out. Um, there's links, you know, we'll have links to documentation, to code samples, um, and definitely let us know what you think about it. Your feedback is really important to us. So again, thank you, Anthony. Really appreciate you, my friend. And thank all of you. This has been another episode of the On.net show where we learned about deploying Azure Static Web Apps. Thank you.